Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I'm so, so from the gate at 9 a.m. Daryl Ryder will handle all of the news and Cleveland Browns at Cleveland Browns Stadium. And King Carmen takes the stage at noon. Uh, always make the Bud Light tailgate part of your game day on the uh, radio uh Excuse me, on the radio home of the Cleveland Browns 92 3 The Fan, presented by Valley Automotive Group, the Buckeye Law Group, and Sal's Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Sewer. Get details at 923thefan.com. We go right to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline in and bring in Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff, how you doing this Saturday? Uh, couldn't be more excited, Garrett. You know, I mean, all the, you know, the months, the anticipation. Uh, of course, training camp, preseason, and, you know, it's time for the takes to uh, get sent up the flagpole, you know, and kind of see who's right, who's wrong, and see where we're all at come 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Man, you, you mentioned it, you know, as a, as a guy who uh, who knows, you know, what it is to, to try to do a podcast every single day, for you who do, does a Browns podcast every day, you know, this is even a bigger payoff. It's almost a, a culmination, uh, and, you know, coming up with things to talk about the team, covering from OTAs to the training camps, all of that stuff. This has to be a point where you just, you see, you have a sigh of relief. You're excited to get there and you're just happy that now you get to, we get down to the point where everything is for real now. Well, I mean, look, I mean, everything is up until this point, it's, you know, it's speculation and trying to, you know, accentuate whatever positives you think you see, of course, trying to, you know, hopefully, you know, the team is going to eliminate negatives, which I think they've done a tremendous job of doing this off season, you know, the defensive line last year, which was atrocious. Uh, the safety play was certainly needed some upgrade as Grant Elbert was the only you know proven commodity in that unit. Um, a wide receiver room that went from good to probably very deep with the potential to be great. Um, and of course, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, all we went through last year with the amount of time missed um, him himself saying he felt more comfortable as a rookie in Houston than he did in his first year uh, with the Browns last year. Um, you know, now we have, you know, true content. We have things to go off of, you know, I mean, you know, what, what's going to look good, what's going to look bad. Does this team have the potential, uh, you know, to come out, upset the uh, two-time division champions in the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow? It's time, man. We all been waiting. We put in our time. And uh, let, let's start right where you where you uh, you left off, Deshaun Watson. Um, you know we you know obviously he he's the straw that's going to stir this thing up. He's going to be the focal point of what they want to do. Um, and, and and everybody talks about him being back. Um, when 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 you see people say Deshaun Watson being back to what Deshaun Watson was, and him saying, 
all right, well, listen, I'm, you know, that was a long time ago. I'm a different person, but I think I could be better than that. Could, you know, articulate what means being better than that in terms of what that means in a skill set on the field. I think first things, and first and foremost, the first thing should be, you know, being more successful, obviously. You know, everybody talks about that last season he played in 2020, all of his statistical numbers and, you know, the amazingness of, you know, the touchdown versus interceptions, the completion percentage, the amount of yards thrown, everything he did in 2020 would be Cleveland Brown quarterback records for, you know, one season of play. But winning, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's had a taste of the playoffs, but he is now with a team that should have balance on offense with the running game, with the passing game, with the offensive line. Defensively, each unit looks like it has its own abilities. It's about winning. It's about winning division titles. You know, with this $230 million that they gave him guaranteed, the Browns, yes, they're banking on his individual play and him making plays. But the Browns are banking on him taking this franchise to heights they haven't gone in a long, long time. We're talking almost four decades, for God's sakes. They want to be relative in the playoffs. They want to host playoff games. They want to win playoff games. They want to talk ASC championship. God help, God willing, you know, they want to talk about possibly playing for a Lombardi trophy. So his individual play was brought in here. But as far as his individual play, they wanted to match that with a roster they felt that could compete you know, with every positional group within the NFL. And they've done a really good job with that. Now, obviously, you know, individual talent is fantastic. Can it all exist? Can it, you know, become cohesive and to the point where it turns out, you know, where this team can go 12 and five, this team could go 11 and six, contend for the AFC North, contend for hosting a playoff game. That's what it's all about. Uh, in, you know, I think you, you talked about the mix uh, now, you know, you go from uh, a really, really run-heavy team, uh, play-action stuff, multiple tight ends um, with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I know we, we talked about a lot last year. What is the right mix to get, uh, you know, uh, Nick Chubb to football? This year, completely different offense by all intents and purposes. What does what, what does the right mix look like to you? And, and what is the involvement you see with a guy like Nick Chubb that can be something there? to even accentuate and make Deshaun Watson even better? Well, I mean, not that this team would ever have to do it because Nick Chubb is that talented. You don't have to run to, I mean, task to set up the run. But you want people on their heels, anybody in the coverage aspect, the linebackers, uh, obviously all the secondary play. Because as much as you're going to start to have their attention maybe shift away from Nick Chubb to Amari Cooper to Elijah Moore to Donovan Peoples-Jones to David Njoku, in the back of their minds, there has to be, oh, it's not just any running back there. It is Nick Chubb. So, you know, they can't just say, all right, well, I'm going to take one step back so I can get to my coverage spot quicker because I don't want to get beat by any of these guys. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Nick Chubb coming at me 100 million miles an hour, and I'm not even out of my read steps yet. So it's the perfect blend of what they should be able to do. There's going to be weeks where maybe Nick gets featured a little more than we expect. Um, and with the fact that the Browns only have 17 carries, between Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong behind, you know, Nick Chubb. Obviously, those guys are going to get their opportunity, but there's no nothing proven like last year where you had Kareem with his re resume. You had Ernest Johnson who had a bit of a resume with the Cleveland Browns. It's trying a way to, to get everything to work in unison and the aspect that now Deshaun can do so much more. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, maybe he leaves the pocket too early. Well, a lot of athletic quarterbacks – who have the ability with their legs, they're not necessarily leaving the pocket early. They're getting out of the pocket to maybe create, you know, the second level of the play 
where we get to the scramble drill. And also, you have a quarterback who is capable of picking up 8 to 10 yards at any time. If the coverage is tight, that means most likely there's going to be a running lane for him. They found a way to make this offense as athletic as it has ever been in the seven years I've covered. Everybody on the field who is a skill player now for this team has the ability to make a, be a playmaker. When they excelled in 2020, when Baker Mayfield looked so good, it wasn't about any particular guy on any particular play or any particular game or any particular week. It was Baker hitting his step and finding the open guy. When you're putting this type of talent on the field, somebody should be open every play. And if they're not, it should be a real easy gimme for Deshaun to go get yards and take it to the next down and distance, either shortening it from first and 10 or getting another first down. Talking to Je- <clears throat> talking to Jeff Lloyd on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, and he's um, with the Locked On Browns podcast. Uh, Jeff, let's move to the defensive side of the football. We've been seeing, uh, you know, Miles Garrett. Um, we've heard that he's been in the backfield the whole entire practice, all all of the practices, all of camp. And <clears throat> we heard what he could do against Philadelphia. Um, you know, in those those uh, training camp battles, we we heard that the defensive line for the Browns really showed up. It, you know, the Browns have always played well. He's had nine sacks um, while he's playing against Joe Burrow. What do you think he's going to be able to do in this game? And do you think not only do we see Miles Garrett, but we, we see what Zadarius Smith can actually do as well? Well, you know, with Miles, obviously, within Joe Burrow's 1-4 and four record against the Browns, Miles Garrett has nine sacks in those games. Within addition to the nine sacks, he has 30 pressures. So that's six pressures per game. Pretty, pretty impressive number. Um, the Bengals will be debuting a new left tackle tomorrow, Orlando Brown Jr. Um, but where the Browns are at now is the flexibility. And they did this with Miles early in his career. They moved Miles around a lot early in his career. Over the last couple of years, not so much. But I think you have that ability to move him. And you can kick him inside in obviously pay, obvious passing situations. You can certainly do that with Zadarius. You certainly have Agbo Ankaranko who allows you to do those things as well. What you're just trying to do, and for me, what the theory for me, it's always been for me with Miles Garrett is, is put him on the weakest guy. So if you know you're putting Miles Garrett on the weakest guy, which automatically is probably going to shift the pass blocking tendencies from whatever it was to we now have to double on Miles, you know you were singling up one-and-ones for everybody else. By doing that and the upgrade of talent on this defensive line, these are guys with track records that are proven that they win one-on-ones more than they lose. And you have that, and you have Shelby Harris, who is another guy that's active as far as a pass rusher. Um, Maurice Hurst could always play a key role here because I think he's one guy on the interior who his main calling card has been he can rush the passer from the interior spot. It's so much different. And, you know, me and you, we've had so many conversations, the wide receiver and me, the former defensive lineman and you. And watching this team last year, it was just aggravating and frustrating to know how lacking they were in talent on that defensive line. And it was kind of like, oh, wow, oh, my God, they had to suit this guy up. Tomorrow, there's going to be a name that doesn't play, and we're going to be like, wow, you know, it's going to be crazy the guy who doesn't make the dress list tomorrow. As opposed to last year, it was kind of like, well, we got to play him and him. It's a big, big difference this year, and I'm really excited for Miles to finally play with a whole defensive line that's a lot closer in capabilities to him than he has ever had before. Um, moving to the secondary a little bit. Um, and to, to me, I, I think Greg Newsom is, is an X factor for me. Um, hasn't had his first interception of his career yet. But when you look at what Martin Emerson is, was able to do last year, 
Um, I, I think he's going to have a breakout year in Denzel Ward being officially out of the concussion protocol. How do you see this matchup um, outside of the war of words between uh, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom, and Denzel Ward versus guys like uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase? Well, I mean, look, it's going to go on. I mean, you have, you know, with the Browns, you have three solid young quarter, cornerbacks. You know, the Bengals, they have the top three wide receiver, the top three, top number, the number one top three wide receiver group in the entire NFL, all varying skills. Boyd is great over the middle, great as a chain mover. Higgins, obviously vertical, bigger body, catch point type of guy. Jamar Chase just does it all. These guys, look, you, you thrive against the better competition. You know, that's how you get better. That's what you want. You seek to play the best. But with the Browns, adding in with when Juan Thornhill, and we'll see if he's able to go tomorrow, and adding in a Rodney McLeod. It gives a little bit of a margin for error for these guys. You know, last year, and even in the one, the second game, obviously it was just Jamar Chase. Boyd Higgins left the game really, really early. They had to play deeper. So Jamar Chase was getting a lot of stuff underneath because there wasn't a lot of basically, you know, expectation that the deep safety play was going to be able to assist. Now these corners can play a little bit more free, probably gamble a little bit more because Thornhill back there, McLeod back there, gives you a little bit more sense of a confidence that, you know, hey, I can maybe take a gamble here that I did not necessarily have the luxury to take last year due to the guys behind. Granted that, you know, John Johnson didn't play well. That's not necessarily his fault. The Browns asked him to be a true free safety, which he was not. And for two years, it didn't really work the way they wanted to. Juan Thornhill, McLeod, they are both capable of playing this on-the-roof type of free safety that the Browns need when you have these talented corners who can make a lot of plays, either breaking passes up or starting to see that Emerson and, of course, Greg Newsom have the abilities to start turning plays in and interceptions like we saw Emerson do in Kansas City where he batted the ball and ended up in the hands of Rodney McLeod. Yeah, listen, I I think uh, John Johnson played out of, out of uh, position last year, kind of showed he went back to, uh, you know, he, he's back out on the West Coast, you know, with the Rams doing his thing. Um, you know, look, defensively, um, when they talk about these defensive tackles, one thing I noticed um, was the defensive tackle, um, I guess, depth chart. They had uh, Jordan Elliott as being a starter. Do you expect Jordan Elliott to be a guy that is going to be a starter, that's going to be in that rotation, or is this a situation where they're waiting on, uh, you know, Shelby Harris to get acclimated to the system um, and, and, and things like that? Or do you think that they really like Jordan Elliott and what he's able to bring to the table uh, in terms of being a starter up front? Well, every year it seems they want to give this opportunity to Jordan Elliott. Um, and, look, last year it was, you know, I mean, basically it was somebody had to start. Um, but does Jordan Elliott keep it? Um, you know, is it going to be something that fluctuates? We know Dalvin Thomas is going to be a starting defensive tackle each and every week. Um, the, you know, the, the rotation aspect of it, you know, is there, you know, when there's teams who might run the ball a little bit more, is it obviously is it that Ika might get more reps? Look, saying whoever the starter is next to Dalvin Tomlinson, probably for me means nothing. It's probably going to come down to snap counts. And obviously a lot of that is going to be dictated by, you know, game condition, score condition. You know, if the Browns had to play, have to play a lot more pass defense, you're going to see a lot more Shelby Harris. You're going to see a lot more Maurice Hurst. Um, later in games where the Browns are, you know, uh, you know, later in games where the Browns are losing, they have to stop the run. You might get to see Ika in there more often. Um, I think for right now, it's just something to say. Um, snap count, in my opinion, is going to be the one that ultimately tells the tale. Are they going to give Jordan Elliott a chance to prove himself tomorrow? Yeah. 
Um, but the problem is, is there's not going to be anything given for Jordan Elliott this year. There are guys breathing down his neck. There are probably guys in that room that we all believe right now are already more talented than Jordan Elliott. And we'll see how quickly either Jordan can get on the level of the other guys or, hey, we've done everything we could. Um, we have legit aspirations of going to the playoffs, winning our division. There's guys who are better than you, so therefore they are going to play. All right, Jeff, let's get down to it. Uh, what do you see the keys of the game, and uh, do you have a prediction for the game in terms of a final um, score and, and who's going to come out on top uh, in, in this first week? Well, look, whenever these games, and we're going through the Joe, Bur Joe Burrow era where the Browns are 4-1 and one against him, the Browns, the things that they've done well on defense, we'll start there, against the Cincinnati Bengals is this poor defensive line over the last few years that we talked about, the weeks that they looked good, the weeks that they looked competent, were the weeks they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, with all of this new talent, it's hard for me to believe, and the fact that Joe Burrow, you know, look, is he 100%? Maybe he's not 100%. Who knows? But either way, this is a bad matchup for Joe Burrow. The Browns can keep rotating in defensive linemen. They can have fresh defensive linemen on the field the entirety of the game. He, you know, he wouldn't have played preseason anyway because that's not what the Bengals do. But the question is, is, you know, is he in game shape for 70 plays? We'll see. But this defensive line has always handled Joe Burrow very, very well. Improved secondary play in the safety position should allow the guys to do, you know, the corners to play a little bit more aggressive. So we'll see how that all works out. But on the offensive side of the ball, with Deshaun, with all the weapons he's got, the Bengals' top, top cornerback is coming off an ACL injury. He blew his ACL out Halloween against the Browns in, in Cleveland. So I'm going at him all day. Let me, t let me see that you're 100% coming off this ACL. The other thing is, the reason I'm going to throw the ball a lot is, you're debuting two new safeties. Granted, Dax Hill was a free safety, uh, was a former number one pick two years ago. Uh, Scott, who they brought over from the Rams, was kind of a role player there. It kind of feels a lot like the Browns bringing in John Johnson when they did, and that didn't work out. So I'm going after this team, throwing the ball. Prove to me that this secondary is ready to go. They didn't play in the summer. One guy's coming off an ACL. You've got two new safeties you're debuting. Uh, I want to see that you're capable, that you're ready. The Bengals are always a team. I don't want to say they start slow, but they finish really, really strong. So the first couple of the weeks of the season, the Bengals are okay if they lose a game or two because they always seem to get that seven out of eight run to close out the regular season. Score-wise, when the Browns beat the Bengals during the Joe Burrow era, Browns win by double digits. So I'm thinking somewhere Cleveland 34, Cincinnati 23. Hey, Jeff, man, I like I like the score. I like what I'm hearing. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, let everybody know where you can catch your work at. Uh, obviously, the Lockdown Browns podcast. We go daily. Um, YouTube, of course, wherever you get your pod podcast. You know, we're always there. We're always available. We're always free. And, you know, on uh, the uh, Twitterverse, or I'm sorry, Xverse, I guess we say nowadays, <laughs> at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Always a good time talking to you. We'll talk to you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, G. All the best, buddy. All right, man. Jeff Lloyd on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.